This podcast has bad words. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman. That was That's my favorite superhero. And you made a Superman cake for me also as a guy that looks up to you, looks up to Rap Lauren, looks up to American industry guys. Non-political, no bull****, put the beep on it, however you want to do it, five seconds delay. Hello and welcome to the Shut Your News Full Podcast. I'm Frizzell Bailey. And I'm Zach Mazur. So Zach, this week we're talking about uh, celebrity and politics. And I want to start by just discussing a little bit the Kanye West visit to the White House uh, that happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, what's your What's your take on, on that event? Did you, were you able to take a look at it? Yeah, um, I did. I followed the news. I followed that. Um, you know, there, there's, there's two parts to it. Both are kind of sad. One is that it was kind of like just watching this train wreck, meaning Kanye. And what I meant by train wreck is that, uh, you know, I obviously I completely disagree with his support of Trump, but I also felt, you know, it's just really sad to watch somebody who clearly has some emotional problems um, being used as a prop. That That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I felt kind of the same way. Uh, it was it was it was pretty hard to watch the whole time. I was just thinking, you know, he doesn't seem quite stable. the The conversation was pretty rambling. Uh, he did bring up some good points when it came to uh, incarceration, uh, jobs in the inner city, uh, and even even oddly enough, um, mental mental health care. Uh, but overall. It was it was just a complete clusterfuck. Yeah, and and like like you just said, he he did apparently cover some important issues, but I wasn't really aware of that. I I just saw the um, surface aspect of it, which was really just yeah, like you said, a clusterfuck. And um, and of course, I mean, just to watch Trump kind of sit there gleefully happy that he has you know his black guy there supporting right. him. But I mean, you know, what do you expect, Trump? Do you really expect him to take the high road and realize that hey, you know, Kanye, you know, he's not doing so well. Maybe he should do this. I mean, of course not. He doesn't care. He only cares about himself. But. Yeah, and it, it did have that air of, and it had that air of what Kanye West said in one of his songs that you know Trump had his token blackie, and it just seemed yeah. like he was, you know, Kanye was was Trump's lawn jockey or you know his step and fetching. It was it was pretty it was a pretty cringeworthy display overall. Yeah, you know, and it reminded me actually of the time uh, this is when Trump was actually um, running for uh, the presidency, and there was a black person in the crowd, and he, Trump pointed him out. I think he said Virgil is like my black guy or something like that. And obviously that was terribly offensive. Um, so yeah, it felt like almost a replay of that. Yeah, I, I agree. The, do you remember what I'm talking about? That I do. Thing? I do. Yeah. Well, the odd thing about the whole Kanye debacle is that the policy initiatives that he was discussing are actually counter to what the Republican Party and Trump himself has, has advanced. So it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that we didn't see this backlash on the right from, from that meeting. Uh, but there was a pretty substantial backlash from the left, which yeah. which is interesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, but it was, it, to me, it was quite expected. It, again, like they didn't focus in on the, the you know the positive things that Kanye brought up. They focused on the whole train wreck of the whole thing. Because frankly, you know how the news works. They're going to talk about what's salacious and what people are interested in. They're not going to actually say, "Hey, let, let's let's look up, talk about what Kanye said and some of his ideas on policy." And you know, no, of course right. they're not going to talk about that. 
Not interesting. Yeah, it, it seemed to be all about just the fact that Kanye was lending support to President Trump more so than anything else. So I, I didn't see one report that actually talked about the substance of the comments that he made, even though they were rambling and, and largely incoherent. Um, but it was just people upset at the fact that he was wearing a red MAGA hat. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's almost as it almost felt like this is just a little moment of levity and humor and a time to just kind of laugh, even if it was at the expense of Kanye. It was just like you said, it was a, it was just it was very circus like. And that's why nobody really thought about what he might have actually been saying. Um, it was, you know, just part of the Trump circus. Yeah. Well, Shall we move on? Well, an interesting, interesting side note. Okay. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, Kanye tweeted that he was stepping away from politics for a while, uh, probably because he's getting, he's getting so much pushback from that meeting. Mm-hmm. But a day or two after that, he was actually here in Chicago uh, stumping for um, a candidate. I, I can't remember her name, but it was him and Chance the, Chance the Rapper. He didn't actually speak. Um uh, he ended up leaving kind of early, but the candidate made a comment later when they asked her about his presence there that she she appreciated his support and she didn't agree with his ideas, which which struck me again as odd because his ideas seem to be pretty solidly democratic. But Frizzell, she probably didn't even, maybe she wasn't aware of those ideas. Frankly, I wasn't really aware of the ideas until you told me about it. I just saw the surface view of, of what I skimmed from, you know, different online articles and whatnot. Um, so she might just not have known. But True. That, again, that just gets back to the nature of media. Not a conspiracy. Yeah. The media is just going to show us what we want to see and what's going to get ratings. So they're not going to spend time talking about the that Kanye spoke about that actually have well, and it was interesting to me. Her her immediate response was to to kind of distance herself from him because of of the backlash she's received for even taking the meeting, despite the fact that she probably agrees with much of what he said. So I, I found that kind of odd. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, can you really blame her? Whether she even knew exactly what he said and agreed with it, she probably realized that a lot of people just saw it as a big train wreck. So why does she want to jump on the train wreck? Yeah. So the question the question now is. Um, what does all of this mean? So celebrities and politics is nothing new. You can go back, you know, probably to the, to the start of the, 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 the Republic. Uh, if you look at someone like even George Washington, although we can't say he was a celebrity like Kanye is a celebrity, he was very famous for being a general in the Revolutionary War. And that that fame, that recognition, that that's what probably p- propelled him into the presidency. And you can you can find other examples. The the one that people point to most, of course, is Reagan or yeah. even uh, Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Um, so celebrities and politics is nothing new. Uh, but is there anything? Is, what's I feel like there's something different now, particularly in the, in the era of Trump. Well, first of all, I want to make the distinction that. I don't think that celebrities in politics is, you know, necessarily automatically a bad thing because um, it depends how did they get into politics? What did they do when they were in politics? So, you know, again, if we were to look at Reagan, um, he didn't just become president out of nowhere. And I'm not defending Reagan or condemning his record. But what I'm saying is that, you know, he 
was involved with politics really for a long time, probably starting around World War II. And he ran for other local governments. He, of course, became the governor of California, which is like one of the largest economies in the world. Um, and then he became president. And then when he became president, he behaved with you know proper comportment that you would expect the president to behave with. So I guess what I'm getting at is that he was a normal politician. He he um right. he could he respected the the seat of the White House whether you liked him or not. Um, same with, with Schwarzenegger. I, I admit I don't know a lot about what he knew about politics beforehand, but again, he he also ended up governing like a normal politician. Um, so I don't think that that, like I said, that doesn't necessarily, in my mind, mean that you, know, you, you shouldn't be in politics. I think what bothers me are celebrities that don't have really a background in politics or policy and yet go and you know shove themselves into the political limelight and um that i think is where the real problem comes in you know i think oh go on i I agree with you that that you know i agree agree with you that a celebrity isn't necessarily a bad uh individual going going to politics um I don't necessarily agree with they need to have some prior political experience. Okay. Um, mainly because we've we've seen the election of just ordinary people who didn't have you know previous p- political experience who ended up you know governing well or poorly either way. But does celebrity make you less of a citizen? Is the question. Well, that's a question I haven't really thought of. If it makes you less of a citizen, um, my concern, and again, over the idea of celebrities and politics, is this thing that you know they call the halo effect, which I discovered when I was reading. I learned about it in an article in Psychology Today, and the idea is that if somebody's really good at something, whether it's act or a sport, whatever, um, there's this idea that because they're so good at that, that therefore their greatness must also be able to translate or transfer into other areas. And I don't think that's necessarily true in most cases. Um, but I think what happens is then you have celebrities which bite into the halo effect. And of course, the fact that so many people know about them pushes them into the line, political limelight in a way that somebody who maybe has been involved in politics at a grassroots level who knows policy just won't get the same amount of attention. And so here you might have a person who has who's much more prepared to run for political office, but they'll be eclipsed by the celebrity. And I think that's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, that, that's that, that's a huge problem. And the other the other thing about celebrity is they've spent so much time in the limelight that they're 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 used to navigating it. So you go back to the the 2016 campaign and you just look at how Trump dealt with multiple scandals. So he he knew how to 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 grab hold of the narrative and change it and take control of it. So the one thing that celebrities have up above even just the name recognition and the halo effect is they have these communication skills that your standard, you know, grassroots candidate might not have because they've never they've never had to live twenty four seven, you know, under that kind of scrutiny. Right. So the the other thing that that does for them is it it it, it gives them the ability to come come off as as personable and likable. Their whole their whole their whole part of their whole job whether whether it be you know a reality star or a musician or an actor is to is to present as relatable 
So they, they become very good at that. Well, you know, relatable, but maybe always not in a necessarily a good way. They can be notorious, but maybe sometimes people think that that house somehow can translate into effective government. I mean, Amorosa was not a lovable character and she got brought to the White House. Trump, his whole thing was, you're fired! You know, I mean, he was basically a jerk. Um, and yeah, of course, if, but you, if you look at his... But if you look at his base, his base loves him. Yeah, he he could he probably could literally shoot someone in Times Square right. and have no consequence. But you know what? Who in that base would like him to be their boss and then have someone like him who just passes the buck? The blame is never him. And now you know what, Gus, you're fired. That's what I never understood about it. People they 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 like this idea of him being president, but who in their right mind would want this guy to be their boss? Well, th there's another phenomenon at play here. Celebrities often uh, work under a lower standard than than the rest of us, and certainly your your uh, run of the mill, off the shelf political candidate. So we we expect them to be a little outlandish. We expect them to be you know atypical. So they get a, they get a bit of a pass when it comes to uh, behavior that's a little bit out of the norm. Right, like you can grab them by the pussy. Okay, exactly. That'd be a bad example. If 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 a candidate like you know, uh, John McCain or or even Obama had said something like that, that would have been the end of the of the campaign for me. You, you remember when Howard Dean made a ridiculous oh, woo yeah, sound yeah, that... at, at, a, at a campaign <laughs> event, and that was the end for him. That's all it I took. Know. It's, and it's unbelievable because it's just so sad and shallow. It wasn't even a statement about anything. <laughs> it just yeehawed. Oh man. That yeah, and, and it it didn't. It didn't present well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, that, that goes to show that there's two sets of uh, standards, maybe one much looser for the celebrity politician or attempt to be politician and, and the real ones. But again, one area where I disagree with you a bit, Frizzell, is, is um, where I agree that, yes, a celebrity can certainly become a politician to be a good one. And we know that, that that's already happened. Um, for the most part, though, there's this, I think one of the ideas why celebrities also get a foot in the door more so than others is because there's just this uh, zeitgeist that all the politicians suck. And just the term career politician has negative connotations to it. But the more I've been thinking about it in the last couple of years is that I like the idea of a career politician. Politics is a strange thing because, you know, if you want to get a job, Job, let's say wherever it is, at a law firm or, um, you know, whatever, a public relations agency. You have to yeah. come with... Washing windows. Pardon? Washing windows. You have to come with certain levels. You know, you're going to get a job interview. You have to know what you're doing and know what you're talking about. So you have these career politicians who, you know, understand how the government works. They, they, they know a lot of things that, you know, I mean, for example, do you even think that Trump is even hardly familiar with the Constitution? I mean, apparently not that he wants wanted to get rid of birthright citizenship. But the point I'm trying to make is that there is something to be said for people who have been in politics for a long time, because it's a complicated uh, system. And you want people that know, know their way around it, that know how it works, that know how you deal with other people from across the aisle, that know just the operations of how government works. And you have to wonder if some of these people that swing in out of nowhere off the silver screen, do they really know all of that? It's very easy to appeal to people by just, you know, shouting out a bunch of bullshit populist stuff like we're gonna clear the swamp and these people don't know what they're doing and we're gonna make health care and we're gonna end all these wars you know anybody can say that but then you find out that they don't really know how to do it i'm, I'm in total agreement with you okay I, I i respect politicians who've who've been through the process who know how to govern 
But the problem with that is the po- politicians, particularly Republican politicians in the last maybe good 20, 25 years, have spent a lot of time demonizing the very term career politician. And every every election cycle, every every candidate is talking about uh, changing Washington or they're not they're not from the beltway. So we have we have this attitude now that has kind of been we've been acculturated to as an electorate to to not want to to um, prefer someone who isn't a career politician who hasn't been in Washington or if it's a local office, you know, and you know, whatever state capital it is. Uh, so we have we have that every year or every every election cycle. And it plays right into the hand of someone who you know isn't a politician, maybe a, a celebrity, uh, to walk in and, and take that take that right, place. Because the career politician or the people that have been involved for years as an aide or whatever, they don't have a you know the, the person who comes in off you know as the celebrity politician doesn't have a paper trail. You know, I mean, it's very easy for Trump to point out to Hillary Clinton's track record, you know, and criticize it sometimes very unfairly, sometimes legitimately. But that's because she's been doing this stuff for decades and decades. So it's going to be easy picking, really. And that that's another area where I think, of, you know, where a celebrity um, gets it a lot easier than someone who's been involved with things for a while. Now, of course, just because you're a career politician doesn't mean that you're going to end up being a good politician. I didn't want to make sure that people understand that. I'm not saying that it just means you're going to be great. Um, we've seen that that can often, that's often not the case. But I'm just basically making the argument that I think there's a lot to be said for people who already have a lot of experience in government and politics, as opposed to, for example, what was her name? Cynthia Nixon, who ran for governor of New York. I mean, you know, I'm sure if I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. And if I looked at her, you know, positions, probably agree with a lot of them. But frankly, I'm glad she didn't win because I don't really know what she actually knows. I know that at least Andrew Cuomo has you know, been involved in politics probably since the day he was at diapers. Um, I think of who his family is. And again, that that brings me to to Oprah when people were talking about, you know, at some point that maybe Oprah would run. And I love Oprah. Um, and I, I, I'm, I have no doubt that she could probably be an effective politician. This Assuming that she really does her homework and gets some great advisors and, and listens to their advice. But at the same time, just the idea of like two celebrities now, Trump versus Oprah, just seems to kind of just turn our entire politics into a reality show, which I just, it rubs me really wrong. Call me boring, but right. <laughs> just, it's not what I want to see. Well, I, I, I don't... I don't have a problem with Cynthia Nixon. Um, I've seen some of her her statements on on the news, and she seems relatively grounded. the The, the thing that is that I think <laughs> is, is different about Trump. Trump is unlike other politicians. He doesn't appear to want to do the work of governing. He doesn't. He doesn't want to learn what he needs to know. He doesn't want to listen to his his advisors. He hasn't. He hasn't changed one iota from the first day he came down an escalator and called um, Mexicans rapists and 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 drug dealers yeah. and everything else. So that he he's he's the anomaly. And my fear is that the lesson people will take from that, particularly. People running for office is that you don't have to comport yourself in office in a way that is that is mm-hmm. you know respectful and, and well, fitting yeah, of I, that office. Oh, go on, sorry. And I, 
I feel I feel I, I feel like a lot of people are taking that lesson. I hope so because I think one of the biggest concerns we keep having is you know when we say will our democracy survive this? Yeah, of course it's going to survive it, but what is it going to do to the nature of our democracy? Are we going to be able to go back to having adults run against each other and behave appropriately, or is this is this the new thing? Are, are American politics going to be you know the politics of the playground adult? Certainly hope not because I think that would be a horrible tragedy right it, it reminds me a lot of that movie <laughs> i love that movie oh my god that's one of my favorite movies i keep telling people to watch it <laughs> yeah. now now it seems, it seems a bit like a documentary the thing though i mean it's funny but you almost want to cry when you watch it rondo has what plants need that is true <laughs> oh whatever if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie you have to watch it okay yes i co-sign that all right i'm trying to think what other thoughts do i have on this um well i certainly don't ever want to run for office <laughs> um i'll just be happy with having my own views and not being grilled on them on tv um, it's interesting. I don't know. What do you make of this Sarah Palin crap? I mean, she was pretty vacuous the whole time. And then she goes in, it's almost like, you know, she was the opposite. We've had this Trump who goes from reality into politics. She's gone from politics to reality TV or surreality TV. Um, I don't know what my point is. Just an interesting juxtaposition. Well, well the, there there are some there there are some commentators who have who have have said that she kind of paved the way for what we've become um and even even people have he hasn't said it on he never said it on the record but some people have reported that John McCain said that he regretted her selection and thought that it it le- it helped lead to a coarsening of the political discourse in the, in the country so you know, she she kind of laid the groundwork for some of this. I'm I'm not going to put all of it at, at her feet, uh, but a good that's interesting. A good okay, bit so of it, I'm glad I would. That I yeah. up Sarah Palin. I I didn't I, I hadn't really articulated it the way you did, but something really rubbed me the wrong way when she then went and did her I don't know Sarah Palin's Alaska. But you know, um, I've always been a, more or less a centrist Democrat, and um, I've always even though I disagree with disagreed with him on some things, I've always had a lot of admiration respect for John McCain. And um, I was, you know, I was considering voting for him. I didn't say I was gonna, but my mind was open. But once uh, Sarah Palin opened her mouth, that was it. There was no way I could do it. I just, she just appalled me. And that definitely... Well, well, she was... If you go back and you look at that campaign, she was, for the most part, at odds with John McCain in in terms of how she spoke about issues and how she presented. She she did very much what Trump does. She spoke to that small base of the Republican Party that was that was very populous. You, you, You may recall when the one lady stood up. At a at a debate and said that, um, or maybe it was a, a stump speech and said that President Obama was an American citizen, and and McCain went over and took the mic from her and corrected her on camera. No one else had done that. But then you'd have you'd have Palin go to the next event and kind of you know play into that idea without necessarily you know yeah, explicitly absolutely. saying it, but n- never never come to the point where she was correcting someone yeah, like McCain. So they were kind of at odds. Yeah, it just it seeped through her. You could just tell that that's exactly what she was, and that was why I was so turned off. Even though, even at the time, I remember thinking that John McCain, some he must have not been paying close enough attention to what was going on. But yeah, I definitely heard later on that he really regretted. 
regretted having her as his running mate. Um, yeah, it's either way, it's a damn shame what's happened to our politics. I just really hope that we can overcome this and that we can get back to having civility in our politics. Um, and I don't even just mean um, getting away from the childish playground name calling that Trump has done, but even um, just the way I think that the Republicans in general behave once Barack Obama became president. I mean, I think they, they just said he's going to be a one-term president, which, of course, kind of understand that that's what they're going to want. But um, you also just got the feeling that anything he was for, they were against, period. No thought put into it. And I just really hope that we can get to a point where um, people on both sides of the aisle, but I think it's more on the side of the Republicans where there can be a little bit more reasonableness, a little bit more cooperation across the aisle. Um, I don't know why things have gotten this bad. Maybe it was the rise of the Tea Party. Uh, they were pretty radical and almost seemed to consider any type of... Um, uh, working across the aisle is treasonous. So I'm just hoping that we can recover from that. I agree. And that's probably a good place to end today. Uh, th thank you for listening to the Shut Your News podcast. Thank you, Jack. One last we'll we'll talk to we you go, next time. This topic isn't going away, though. <laughs> Americans love their celebrities. So this is going to be something that will continue to happen. Let's just hope that it will be responsible celebrity church. Right. So, yeah, let's, let's continue the conversation on Facebook at Shut Your News Hole. We're also on, on Twitter at Shut Yo News Hole. <laughs> uh, couldn't get the your. But we'll talk to you next week. Okay, and thanks for listening. Bye.